Podcasts represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hello, everybody. The uh, Upfront program is about to um, unfold before your very ears. And I'm Roger Bouchard. Today, uh, Christopher Boulay has uh, joined us, henceforth known as Chris Boulay. And we invite you to participate in the program. It's a talk show. So um, if you want to talk to us, we'd love to hear from you. 769-0600-766-1380. And uh, also, uh, we have an email address. I'm bring that up on my screen so that we don't miss any uh, email participation in the program. And that email address is upfront at WNRI.com. And that's how you reach us uh, that way. And uh, that's um, the way it goes. Welcome to uh, the program. Hi, Chris. How are you doing over there? Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. It's great to be here. All right. You survived Super Bowl weekend and all the storms and everything? Yeah, I survived the storms. Unfortunately, I well, I, I worked Saturday, which is a gorgeous day. but And then Sunday, of course, uh, we had the snowstorm. And uh, I kind of felt like uh, a little bit like Roger Bouchard on Sunday night. I hardly watched any of the Super Bowl, and I cared less. Completely missed the halftime show and uh, didn't even watch the end. So does that mean uh, that when it comes to football, uh, unless it's um, related to Patriots or Brady or something like that, you are not interested at all? I, I would say so. Those two teams certainly did, did not interest me. And uh, it's you know terrible. They had the riots and out in uh, California to celebrate the game. And my thinking is if they had uh, won the game in Cincinnati, there'd be riots in Cincinnati as well. So it's just too much and too much political stuff. And, yeah, I do have a big interest in the Patriots, although it's waning. I have a big interest in Tom Brady, although it's waning. So I'm thinking in a couple more years I'll be like you and I'll be going out to uh, eat or something and won't even watch the game. You'll be drain, uh, joining me on train rides. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. During the Super Bowl. Let's, uh, let's take a train ride somewhere. Although I would not have wanted to be caught on that Acela. Ooh, yes. Uh, the Acela train out of Boston uh, that passed through Providence. Ne- none of the Providence uh, customers or passengers expected that when the, uh, the Acela got to Queens, which is just before it crosses the uh, Harlem River, into um, into Manhattan to go to uh, Penn Station, that all of a sudden the Acela would get stuck. And uh, were they there seven hours? Se- seven hours, and uh, you actually had to pay more for the Acela to be stuck for seven hours. <laughs> yeah, I know it. The high-speed train became completely uh, disabled. I'm just um, um, fascinated that it took so long since the Queen- the, the Amtrak uh, maintenance facility is in Queens. So, uh, therefore, uh, why did it take so long to get an engine there? But who cares, right? Well, um, yeah, you weren't on it, right? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't on it. <laughs> and uh, this all goes back to um, a lack of interest in the, in the Super Bowl. That's, uh, that's for sure. Hey, um, let us uh, invite you to uh, give us uh, a call and bring up the subject of your choice here on uh, the program. And um, I'm uh, having a little trouble bringing up my email, but we'll correct that. Why don't you bring up a topic? Well, sure. Clearly, um, the main issue of the day, we can tie in finance and the stock market to international events. And it's been reported that Russia, actually Russia says it's begun to pull back troops from the Ukraine border and NATO urges caution. But because of that, and obviously there's a seven or eight hour time difference out there, the uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average futures, which is an indication of how the market's going to open up at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in New York uh, City, and it's up 400 points, which is not insignificant, 1.25%. Regular listeners and regular market uh, observers realize the last six or seven weeks have been very, very challenging. Higher interest rates have to come. Interest rates have to come higher because inflation is is showing its ugly head. So as inflation comes up, the Federal Reserve's job is to maintain inflation around 2%. If you really believe what's going on, um, it's probably double digits. If you believe the government, it's at 7.5%, which is at a 40-year high. And then the other thing is the Ukraine. And it's it's funny, we were talking in the green room, uh, a nuclear war is really no reason to be selling stocks because if there's a nuclear war, why would you need money? So that one kind of makes me uh, 
you know, scratch my head. But as far as interest rates, we all know. And I always use the example back uh, for our listeners who may remember Marquette Credit Union or Eastland Bank or even any banks in the late 70s and early 80s. If you're able to get 13, 14, 50 percent a year for CDs, why would you mess around with the stock market? Conversely, in the last few years, if you're getting 0.5 percent for a CD for three years in the bank, why would you have your money there? That's what kind of driven the stock market. So as interest rates have to be raised, it makes the stock market less attractive. There's the old saying, when interest rates are high, stocks will die. When interest rates are low, stocks will grow. So those are the two things. And I've been watching the market for many, many years now. And for the last four or five years, it's really turns around very, very quickly. So we've had a terrible late January, early February, and we'll see where it all goes. I'll be on uh, this Thursday again, and uh, we could have a whole different dynamics. And certainly week to week, things will change. That's not the way you manage your portfolio, but we are here weekly, and we probably should talk about those things. And we will. And you can talk about whatever you want to talk about, too. By uh, joining us here on the program at 769-0600 or sending us a message up front at WNRI.com. Honey Shop here in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. And um, that's a beautiful shop with all kinds of things uh, in it, including uh, Breeze and and so many other uh, great products they have. But they also are establishing themselves as a great place for... uh, you could call them workshops, you could call them seminars, you could call them uh, classes. Next class uh, at the Honey Shop is coming up this Sunday. How to make pasta at home. The techniques involved in making pasta. And uh, that will uh, happen uh, starting at 11 o'clock if you'd like to register for that one. There may be a seat or two. Uh, there, actually, there's very little seating. You just stand up and, uh, you know, work uh, the uh, the kitchen up there. And learn how to make pasta. Then on the 5th of March, they have a sourdough bread making uh, class. How to make the bread and how to taste it after we bake it in class. Yeah, we make, taste, and take home the sourdough bread at our March 5th class. That's 11 to 2. Later in the month of March, um, the 26th of March, we're planning a uh, making cheese workshop. And uh, we'll do a little wine sipping uh, at this get-together also. Would you like Uh, to make cheese and learn the process. Um, If you're interested, check out our Facebook page and let us know of your interest. And we're also doing uh, seminars on uh, how to make your own probiotic rich tea for pennies a bottle. That's a seminar on Sunday, the 27th of March. And if you're interested in wood burning, give Kathy a call. Learn how to do it yourself or she can do something specialized for you, including memorializing a pet on wood. So, um, or you can try the craft yourself. We're the Honey Shop, 1300 Park Avenue here in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. We'd love to uh, see you join us. And um, we've got these uh, classes coming up, and you can get more information by calling 766-1488 to register or to learn more. Time out for Grumpy's. Enjoyable dining or your favorite pickup order to go from Grumpy's Restaurant in Bellingham. Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu starting at just $5.99. And a little full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood and great Italian dishes including tasty pizzas. One of the best menus in the area. Hungry today or tonight? Well, come on in and enjoy friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for a pickup order or place a reservation to dine in at at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's, 190 Pulaski Boulevard in Bellingham. Grubhub delivery available. Yeah, that's a great restaurant, uh, Grumpy's. And uh, we uh, often uh, make make ourselves uh, customers of Grumpy's. I'm looking at some of the $10 dinner specials. That's often on a Monday through uh, Thursday. And um, where is the one? I took one that uh, we just had recently. Um once in a while, I, I stuff a, a a menu into my uh, into my pocket so that I can do a radio commercial. But I'm having a little trouble to find it. But, but maybe uh, later in the program, when I find it, I'll I'll tell you what it's like. Grumpy's though, ten dollar dinner specials Monday through Thursday. Do check them out, Pulaski Boulevard in South Bellingham. They are delicious. All right. And now we're going to get back to the official uh, upfront program and uh, let's have the rejoin promo, as they say. 
You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. The panel is uh, Roger, and the panel is Chris Boulay. And uh, the subject matter could be anything that uh, you would like to discuss. Feel free to uh, dial us up, and we'll, uh, we'll open the lines to you. Short of that, though, uh, we'll uh, talk about some topics that are out there. Plenty to uh, talk about. Uh, you were you were asking me about um, Durham. I thought it was a bus line uh, for <laughs> school buses, but that's not you. What you were talking about? Oh, Bull Durham, the uh, the movie about baseball. Oh, that's another topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Durham, he's uh, an independent prosecutor, and he's been looking into the situation of um, did uh, Trump collude with the Russians? What's going on here? And uh, it looks like. At, any good prosecutor, and we, we've had uh, several prosecutors here, you're not going to announce something significant right before an election. So there was a lot of thought. Hopefully, Mr. Durham would, would finish his investigation before the 2020 election. That didn't happen. The closer you got to the election, the more unlikely that was going to happen. But uh, it looks like his investigation after a couple of years is coming to fruition. And it looks like the Hillary Clinton's campaign actually did spy they colluded with uh, IT groups and uh, big tech and actually spied on Trump, the candidate, at Trump Tower. And they continued to doing it when he was in the White House, which is unbelievably bad. So there's been a couple of low-level indictments right now, and we'll see where it goes. But you can't imagine that Hillary Clinton's campaign would not have let her know about this. So it looks like it might go right to her this uh, this issue, and then it becomes the whole issue is what's going to happen. And it's an independent uh, prosecutor, but um, the Democrats are in the White House. So, does it, how far does it go up? Is uh, the Attorney General get involved? What happens here? Because I think it certainly should be the end of uh, any aspirations uh, Hillary Clinton has uh, for the White House in 2024. But we'll see. Where's all going to go? No, not all Democrats love other Democrats, and I'm not quite sure anybody in the White House, from uh, the president to the vice president and staff in between, are, are great admirers of Hillary Clinton, and I'm not quite sure that they're willing to uh, go to bat for her integrity. So she may uh, be out there on her own limb uh, trying to defend herself. Hillary, that is. Very possible. And, you know, regular listeners know back in, I think it was 73, she was fired uh, from the Watergate Commission for, for lying. So her malfeasance goes back a long, long time. And then her husband, it sounds like he spent 26 trips uh, with uh, Epstein. Uh, flying to his private island, and nothing good was going to happen there. So it doesn't look great. And like you said, um, has she outlived her usefulness for the uh, for the Democrats? Probably. And uh, we'll see what happens. But I would think that if this got real serious, that uh, Biden would would uh, probably pardon her. And, and, you know, I could be wrong. But. Yeah, I think uh, after the fact, mm-hmm. um, uh, that's a possibility. But uh, before that... I think uh, they'll they'll keep their distance. We have someone uh, that would like to chat with us, so we'll press the magic chat button here and uh, check in with you and see what you uh, have to say. Hello there. Good morning. Um, Hi. I, I, <laughs> I've been kind of on a hiatus um, dealing with other things, but um, first of all, they they have shown that there's a the total blackout on this story by the corrupt mainstream media, except for CNN, which gave about two minutes and 30 seconds to the uh, Durham story. And then I was told that it, it was not discussed much on the talk shows yesterday. And you know me, if I'm if I'm able to, I'm glued to WNRI. Now, the other day, um, a gentleman called, and obviously that gentleman got all his news from Yahoo because after he got off the phone trashing me, um, a couple of my friends said, we see all those stories. As soon as we turn our, our computer on, it's all Yahoo news. That's all he's spouting. And the guy was so dumb and so uninformed that he did not know that there were FBI agents involved in the fake kidnapping 
of Governor, as Chris Salcedo refers to her, Governor Nit Whitmer up in um, Wisconsin. So Michigan, this right? Is the, Sorry. I, I don't, I get confused. I'm not sure. I thought it was Wisconsin, but I could be wrong. Uh, anyway, one of those two states. So uh, uh, thank you for correcting me if I'm giving wrong information. But here's the deal. It's the media. You know, was it Kabul that said it's the economy, stupid? Well, it's the media, stupid. This is the problem in the country. And I'm going to leave you with this. I cannot believe that a candidate who was chosen to stop Bernie Sanders, he was the desperation candidate who spent the entire campaign in a basement, Joe Biden, actually outvoted fairly and honestly a president who was brought peace to the Middle East, gave us energy independence, gave us a new trade with uh, Canada and, and Mexico. All the things Trump did, uh, and Joe Biden outvoted him, You will, I will have to see that. I don't believe it. But well, anyway. We're going to have a much cleaner, a much more fair election this time around because what they're going to do is do it visually. There's going to be no uh, voting booth. So if you're driving around and you're wearing a mask and you're driving the car by yourself, we're going to consider that a Biden voter. <laughs> Everyone else, we're going to give it to the Republican. So clearly, there will be no fraud whatsoever. You are a riot. Uh, anyway, thank you for the time, gentlemen. I'm on my, I'm on my, back on my exercise thing. I have overdosed on chocolate. My family is feeding me chocolate. I think they want me to overdose on it. <laughs> Okay, I'm listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you. As, as, as a follow-up to her comments, absolutely. I was looking around trying to figure out, are they going to, you know, start to be honest? Are they so embarrassed? Uh, we were talking earlier, uh, Rachel Maddow, you know, her... Uh, Viewership is already terrible. Now she's taking a hiatus and it's going down another 20%. Are they going to start being honest with the American people or, or are they going to drive themselves out of business? And, you know, she mentioned, I, I couldn't see it. I looked quickly. Um, CNN has a busy website. I couldn't see anything about the Durham report. Um, I looked on MSNBC. I didn't see it. I understand the Washington Post. I haven't gotten to that yet this morning. <clears throat> but I understand they're already dismissing it as, as, as garbage. So... It's it's unbelievable. They did it with the they did it um, with the coronavirus. They've done it with the mask, and they 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 did it with the Russian hoax. And there's there's no stopping them. And I guess until people remember and hold them accountable. But I flipped through CNN, MSNBC only to see what what they are saying. And I don't think they you know they're they're a nightlight now. Nobody's watching them. Nobody's watching them at all. If you would like to participate, as someone uh, is online ready to participate, call us. Um, I mean, it's a talk show, and uh, we encourage uh, the uh, calls. Sometimes uh, we just want to make that clear. I, and the reason I do that, uh, Chris, make it clear that we encourage calls is I'm thinking of, um, of uh, a talk show on the station, one of the syndicated ones, not... Uh, one of the local ones where the guy uh, doing the show, I mean, it's an entertaining show and good information, but he sounds like a call is an interruption, oh. you know, and um, and and also it, the way he handles the calls, I, I'm not uh, impressed by. So to make sure that that isn't the case here, we encourage the calls. We welcome the call. Isn't that the lifeblood of, yeah. of, a, of a talk show? I would say so. Yeah, absolutely. How are you doing today on the Upfront program? What do you want to talk about? Good morning, guys. Yeah, so I, I do agree partly uh, with, with what the cat lady said about the, 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 quote, kidnapping of Gretchen Whitmer. I think it was 14 out of 16 of the people either were FBI informants or they were actual FBI. And I think a lot of these kind of, I mean, it's a false flag. It's, it's, it's a false flag operation. That's, that's what it is. And I think a lot of people that are sort of just conformist mainstreamers, when they hear things like false flag, they immediately think of like Alex Jones or the false flags are real things. They really do happen. I mean, that's what that was. It was a false flag. Now, there was some truth to it, but that's what you do with false flags. You take a little bit of truth, you mix it with a bunch of lies, and then you sort of frame it in, through a political lens. So 
Um, I agree. But, but what I wanted to say is that the FBI has been weaponized by kind of whatever party is in power. I mean, I don't want to single out the Democrats. Um, they happen to be in power right now, so they're the ones weaponizing it. But I look back to Benghazi, and, and we had, what, four commissions that said Hillary was not guilty of wrongdoing? I think it cost $50 million. I was very critical of the Republicans and Trey Gowdy at the time. I, I said, this is wrong. This is a waste of money. There should have been one investigation. Leave it alone. Uh, you know, we need to just move on from this. And but we're seeing now with the FBI, um, now the tables have turned. <laughs> you know, and so now the 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 you know uh, it, now that the tables have turned. I mean, and I'm not saying the FBI is being. I'm not saying John Durham is being weaponized at all. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying we're seeing this flip flopping. I'm get, I'm getting to the end, guys. Let me just finish uh, my, the moral of my story. And I don't have a question. The moral of my story is that. Whatever party is in power, whether it's the Democrats or Republicans or whoever, why don't they just all agree to use the FBI to, um, like, work on things like human trafficking or stopping fentanyl or um, terrorism? Why is it that both parties have sort of devolved into using it to investigate their political opponents? And the thing is, they say... say, A lot of politicians say, well, we don't attack the voters. I attack the voters, right? I mean, if you voted for Joe Biden, in my opinion... You, you have an extraordinarily myopic view of the world. And I, I'll tell people right to their face. I, I, you know what I mean? But anyway, that's all I have to say. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the call. And, and I can remember, and I've mentioned this on the air before, in 2013, I went to the FBI Citizens Academy. It started my relationship. We, if you recall, we had an FBI agent uh, here that I uh, got to know in Providence, and she came here, and then we ended up having the director, uh, Richard Deloria, on for the FBI, and either I was naive or this call is right, that it's a recent thing that they're being weaponized, but it never occurred to me. I considered at that point the FBI to be, to be the end all and to be very fair, and um, obviously they're not. And what I think about is the thousands and thousands of people who are in the FBI, my, my, my cousin, uh, uh, Joe is is uh, is in the FBI, and I think he's head of the um, head of Connecticut in the in the FBI area. But the, the 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 inability to have somebody at that level to be fair and honest, and Comey tried to be. You know, Comey, I think is six eight or six nine. He lied about playing basketball for William and Mary. Like who who, who does that? You know, who makes that as part of their bi- uh, biography that I played basketball, and um, he, you know he never even tried out for the team. So. We're looking for honesty here, and for me, I can go back in my mind in July of 2013 and felt the FBI was very fair and was help supporting our democracy. And now with the Pfizer lies and getting spying on fellow Americans, tripping up Flynn, telling him that there was no problem, that he didn't get a lawyer, and then he lied about the most innocuous thing. It's very, very disappointing, and we'll see... Who is in power? What will happen in 2022? I'm clear, and we'll talk about magazine or fung. I'm pretty confident that the Republicans are going to are going to sweep, and now you're going to see investigations. It's going to be very, very difficult for Biden to get anything done at all, and there's going to be a big pushback for all of the stuff that's happened uh, earlier on. You're on the upfront program. You're on WNRI, and we appreciate that very much. And we're going to take one more call in this uh, segment, and then uh, we'll do a few uh, what they call. Uh, commercial advertisements. Let's press the button. Say hello to you. Thanks for your call on the upfront program. Hi. Good morning. Good yeah, morning. I heard. I'm not too sure about this. I'm sorry, but um. Yeah. I heard something about the Canadians were going to use the military against the truckers, and someone in the military state made the statement that, that no, then that's not going to happen. We don't care if we get the orders. That's not going to happen. You know, there is such a thing as taking an illegal order, and I have to say, NSA, CIA, FBI, we need to go through there, and anybody who took illegal orders, we need to decimate them, and I'll I'll, I'll allow for them to face never being employed by the government again versus actually being put on a cross. Although I prefer to actually put them on the cross. We, some people here, need to honestly be punished. Really punished. 
because we have to send the message out that not only is this not, not acceptable and you're not going to do it, but if you do do it, you're going to pay dearly. You're physically going to pay for it. We have to stop this. Now, one other thing I'd like to say, I've heard some things about um, all, the, all these things that are going on with them hacking the server. You know, there's an, um, a limitation, um, statute of limitation on that. And I would say this. If they actually attack the server in the White House, the presidential server, I would call that treason. And there's no statute of limitation on treason. You, 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 are, you are correct. And um, it's one thing to play dirty politics and, and, and spy on the other campaign. And it's another thing to 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 do it to the point where you're you're you know spying on the president. I, we just got to kind of keep the hyperbole down because you know back in the 1800s there was no internet, there was nothing. One party would tell uh, would make comments that this guy's got syphilis and therefore um, you know he's he's a terrible candidate. So dirty politics have continued forever. But if in fact um, it continued to, to the White House. You make a great point. I think it is a treasonous act, and they go through great pains to make sure that it doesn't get picked up. So what happens if they're picking up conversations in the White House, and then they get hacked, and our foreign enemies have this? What if, if Putin knew exactly what maybe he does? What Putin... Uh, knew exactly what Biden's thinking, how he's going to approach it, and how he could push the envelope to get what he wants. So you, you bring up a great point. There is no statute of limitations, and we'll see where it all goes. They start with the low-level indictments. They work their way up, and um, I don't think there's any honor among thieves, so they'll probably give up the top people. And, and, I'm, and I want to say it again, and I'm not trying to be hyperbole or anything when it comes to the FBI and, and all those other organizations. How can we trust our government if there's not a full cleaning of those organizations? We need to know that those people don't allow themselves to be politicized. The idea that they allow themselves to be politicized is a problem within itself. Right, but well, let's let's not. Hopefully, my comment here is not going to contradict what what I said earlier. But in the '60s, J. Edgar Hoover had files on Bobby Kennedy and Jack Kennedy, and he used those to, as weapons to keep them in line. And only until we, after '72, when he passed away, you know, he was head of the FBI for like 40 years. So it, it continues. Human nature is human nature. Um, is this a terrible act? Yes. Will it happen in the future? Yes. We have this fallacy of vividness where we focus on it right now. So, yes, I, I didn't, you know, not to contradict what I said, 2013, I thought it was, you know, a, a pretty clean outfit by and large. Now you've got a situation here where um, we've got this situation and then, of course, you go back to Jay Hoover. So it will always continue. Well, I, it, maybe... It, no, I know you're right. I know you're right with there, but just because it will continue doesn't mean we, it means if, if anything it does mean, we have to concentrate on controlling it and limiting it. Right, and, 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 to, and, to, and to your point... And, I, and I've said this numerous times, I'm not the first one to say it. Our Constitution is, um, Americans are not superior to Canada, Canadians. We're not superior to anybody. We're not superior to Australians. It's our Constitution and our Bill of Rights that, that, together that focuses on uh, uh, how we lead our lives and how we expect to be treated by the government. Canadians are very similar to us, and Trudeau has to be voted out. If they, you know, he, he's not in there forever. He's not Putin. He's not Xi. He's not in there forever. Based on the way he's handled this, the Canadian people should boot him out. Same thing in Australia. They gave up their guns, and all of a sudden, they're, they're, if they leave their house without their papers, they're arrested. It, it's wrong. And I'm going to tell you something else. Part of that, tri that uh, triad of, of our superiority, which we are superior not because of our Constitution, right, just like you said, is the ability to enforce that. These other countries where they've taken their guns, they need to get their guns back. As a matter of fact, I will say again, our militias need to buff up. They need to have fighter jets. They need to have tanks. We need militias in that country that can almost on par with the military so that no president can ever try to take power because the great state of Texas is armed. The great state of Utah is armed. The great state of Rhode Island is armed. And you know what? If you tell the military to attack, it's not going to get too far. We need to defend ourselves against this federal government much better than we have in the past to stop them from ever becoming a Putin yep. or a Chi. Thank you. Thank you. And yep. 
That's Agreed. Thank, thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time. All right. This is the Upfront Program and um, commercial break coming up and then more conversation and uh, more opinions and more information, too. I uh, finished a commercial uh, in the last break for Grumpy's. Couldn't find the uh, specials. And uh, while um, all those phone calls were going on, that's what I was doing, looking for them. <laughs> I found them. Hey, uh, when we were there last week, um, uh, the $10 dinner specials did present themselves, and uh, and I'm looking at them right now. I had, from that $10 dinner, dinner special, the chicken Milan. This is tender uh, chicken breasts, and it was topped with uh, Canadian bacon, sliced sweet Italian sausage was on it, fresh tomatoes, roasted garlic and basil, and then it was oven-baked with a nice Italian blend cheese. And um, and then it's served with um, your choice of two house-made uh, sides, including uh, green beans or kerneled corn that's seasoned, uh, sautéed, zucchini, a few other things, too. You can't beat the $10 dinner specials at Grumpy's, and I thought I'd share that with you. And now, yesterday, um, I was a busy guy. Uh, visited with our good friends over at uh, Champs Liquors for Keyway. And uh, they continue their, their great specials on wines, economy wines. Got a chance to meet the wine, um, shall we say, um, I guess you'd say distributor, a sales rep. Uh, and uh, he was telling me all about the great wines that Champs has. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket, still featuring flip-flop wines. A California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored, with amazing taste. Listen to what we have. Two bottles of flip-flop wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. And our newest wine edition comes from Italy. Check out the Stella Rosa Collection. It's a semi-sweet wine offered in a variety of tastes, including peach, blackberry, blueberry, watermelon, and green apple, to mention a few, and affordably priced at $11.99 or $12.99. Goes well with a wide range of appetizers, entrees, and desserts. And yes, we continue the best price in town on Bud or Bud Light, 30-pack, $26.47 plus tax. We're open daily, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. For a great selection of beer and wine and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Friday, Saturday, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's, perfect for any event. Soup and salad bar now available, and Papa Savini's famous roasted chicken and noodle soup, also available by the 32-ounce jar to take home at Savini's Pomodoro. Open at 4 today for your dining convenience, and thank you for a great turnout last night. We're usually closed on Mondays at Savini's Pomodoro. We were not closed last night. We had a special Valentine's Day menu, and we were jammed. Thank you again from Savini's Pomodoro. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Well... Tomorrow you won't be here with me, uh, Chris, and um, you are one lucky guy, <laughs> right? Because the the radio appearance uh, tomorrow on the program is, you know, uh, if you if it's a Monday through Friday day uh, doing the program, there are three hundred upfront programs in the course of the year. Mm -hmm. The most difficult one to do will be tomorrow, and that's because King Jace will be with us. And as you know, this is a radio show and King Jace doesn't speak. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what King Jace does. Yes. Do, just... do that again for us. <laughs> that, mm -hmm. uh -huh. Uh -huh. It's going to be very hard for me not to speak tomorrow. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, well, well uh, you could be King Jace. Um, and on the other hand, 
You uh, probably are not. But uh, anyway, he'll be here tomorrow on the fro- program. However, we will be saved in the second half of the program as uh, Dr. Philip Chan joins us, medical doctor. from uh, He works at Marion Hospital's Infectious Disease and Immunology. Uh, let's see. Immunology. Did I get that? Immunology. Immunology. That, that sounded better than my version yes. of it, I'll tell you that. That's okay. Anyway, he'll be here. We all have our words. We'll talk are... a little bit about COVID. We'll talk a little bit about the flu. We'll talk about death rates. We'll talk about uh, getting vaccinated and so forth. There is a vaccination clinic today in Woonsocket at Mill Race Kitchen between 5 and 7 for those who may be interested. Anything you want to say before you hit a few buttons and take a few more calls? Just very quickly, a couple of quick hits here. Um, on CNBC, they announced that January wholesale prices increased 1%. So it's not your imagination that there's inflation, not that you would even think that's the case. But inflation and wholesale prices over the past year have gone up 9.7%. So 10%, your dollars are worth 10% less. And that's something the last time that this happened, uh, you know, Jimmy Carter was president. He was kicked to the curb. The other thing I want to talk quickly about is Judge Michelle Childs from South Carolina, by all reports, is imminently qualified to be a Supreme Court justice. And she probably received bipartisan support. What a terrible thing Joe Biden did saying that he was going to make it... Uh, a, a, a female, a black female, uh, nominated to the Supreme Court. Uh, Thurgood Marshall, when he was uh, nominated, it was overwhelming. As a matter of fact, there was only one Republican voting against him, and ten Democrats voted against him. Um, Why well, had that hanging over your head? She, she by herself, um, she, she, sound from all uh, talks, she uh, will be a good Supreme Court justice and receive bipartisan support. Making it all about race. He should have just shut his mouth and did it, and I, and I think everything would be fine. He's not capable of doing that, although he should do it, as you suggest. All right, are you ready for a few more phone calls, Mr. I am. Boulay? I am. All right, we're going to get both of them in. I don't know which one to hit first, but um, please uh, bear with me. I think this is the one we should be going to. Hello, your comments for the Good morning, opinion. Roger. Good morning. I understand you have your Tuesday uh, meetings for the Rotary in Woonsocket at the River Falls, right? Thursday meetings, yep. Thursday. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I know as a guest speaker in the past for mm-hmm. you. And uh, I'd like to give you an update on Rotary and Meredith, New Hampshire, that just sponsored the Big Ice Fishing Tournament. Sure, uh, Paul Harris uh, started the Rotary in 1905 in Chicago and never envisioned how big it would go worldwide. This was the 43rd annual Meredith Rotary Ice Fishing Tournament. Raised over 5,000 tickets at $40 apiece. And it's uh, $2.5 million in um, fundraising effort on this one event back to charity. That's a lot of money. Uh, A lady, Kayla Robinson from Belmont, New Hampshire won first place, first time a female angler, $15,000, and what an advertising tip for a bait shop. They had a promotion on, if anybody won the tournament that purchased bait at their shop, for five years would get weekly free bait and a free breakfast sandwich. Unbelievable, what a group. Uh, the Rotary International and all the different states. Okay. And they also have a big golf tournament up there. Well, congratulations to them. And um, I, I think that's about the biggest fundraiser I could see that uh, Rotary sponsors in the, in the country. I don't I, I mean, raising those, those kind of dollars is incredible. Appreciate and the. Every time I uh, go to it, I think of you guys. Every <laughs> time I, th- I think of the Winsaka Rotary. Thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wayne Barber calling, uh, informing us about that uh, big uh, fishing tournament in Meredith, Connecticut. And um, you're a big fisherman, aren't you? Um, uh, do you own a fishing pole? We'll start there. I do not. Oh. oh. Do you have to own a fishing pole? <laughs> I, I just try to catch them with my hands. Uh, no, no, you don't have to own that. When my son and I, we go annually on a Captain John fishing boat out of Plymouth. And um, we rent the rod and reel uh, there. So, no, you do not have to uh, own a fishing rod. The other caller that we had online uh, dropped off. Uh, you're welcome to call back. We appreciate your calls. 
And um, please um, feel free to do that. Got an email from a guy. I don't understand. Maybe it was something we were talking about. Maybe you could put it in the context. Or just uh, maybe it came out of a clear blue nothing. I don't know. Hey, Booch, although I cannot get you an F-16 fighter jet, I can get you a rocket launcher or a flamethrower if interested. Can you tie that to anything we've been talking about? I, I certainly can. Um, Good. The caller who had discussed about uh, a militia, um, President Biden had made a comment uh, really threatening American people, saying if, if you want to fight with somebody who's got an F-16 and has all these weapons, you're more power to you. And it was just an inappropriate comment based saying that um, we're in charge, we're the government, and um, you report to us, and we're going to keep you under our thumb. And that's pretty much what's going on in Canada. That's what's going on in Australia. That's what's going on in parts of the world. And it's just very, very dangerous and very inappropriate for a sitting president to say that. Well, you brought that into, um, into, the, into the conversation, and, and I do remember that incident with the president i just didn't tie it in you tied it in very nicely thank you for taking an email that didn't make any sense to me in perfect sense now this is the upfront program hey let me give you our telephone number just in case uh you you need them 769-0600-766-1380 anything you want to talk about we'll chat with you here on the upfront program and uh, we can talk about national issues international issues and um and I just have, uh, I love to ask, throw these questions out to Chris um, because nobody knows the answers to them, but that doesn't mean I can't ask them. So, after all is said and done within the next 30 days, uh, will we have a, um, well, first of all, will Russia invade the Ukraine? And will the United States respond? After all, we've got a lot of troops there. Because we want to get them back home so we can send them back to the border to protect our borders. Um, that's where they were, right? Protecting our borders and stopping illegal um, drug smugglers from coming into the United States. Here is Chris Boulay on this topic. Well, yeah, no, I, my gut reaction, my gut feeling is that Russia is not going to invade the Ukraine. And we talked about this before. The America and its allies can respond um, financially and through sanctions and i talked about this the the state of california it's by itself its gdp is twice the size of russia so california has a three trillion dollar gross domestic product so everything all the goods and services made in california equal three trillion dollars right now in russia it's about 1.4 trillion dollars the united states by itself has a capitalization of 25 trillion dollars controls 70 percent of the market capitalization of stocks um, you tie that into to NATO, and they can just bring Russia to its knees. So I don't think they're going to invade. And certainly, um, there's a recorder, and uh, I'll be proven either right or wrong. And what was the second part of it as far as uh, we talk? Oh, will the United States respond? I don't think the United States is going to respond militarily. But I, I think about it, um, you know, Fox News and has been very, very hyper about, you know, Biden bringing us to a war and, and why you know, the Ukraine is, is not a strategic location for us and not important. And I always think back to um, to General Patton. He said, don't die for your country. Make the other poor son of a gun die for his country. So Russia's got to be equally concerned about coming into a conflict with us. And I'm not for a conflict, but if we run our military correctly, we have the world's largest military, we have NATO behind us, I think it'd be crazy for Russia to do this. I think they're looking for some kind of concessions. And I'm not sure, I certainly would like to be a fly on the wall between the discussion between uh, Biden and Putin, but almost no matter who the president is, we have all the cards. We've got militarily, we've got the cards. Uh, financially, we have the cards. So I don't know what Putin's endgame is. I'm not smart enough to figure that out. I'm not an expert in international matters. But, um, and I think I'd have the same answer yesterday. Now it looks like they're pulling their troops off of the border. I think I'd have the same answer yesterday before that news came out. I, I see them backing down, and they're looking for something, and I don't know what it is. This is the Upfront Program with our next caller. Let's press the button and say hello to you and get your reaction to things. Good morning. I have been waiting for Brown University and its multitude of liberals to either take down to insist the name be changed 
and take down anything connected with the name Brown. Yes, as, is as, this being a little two-faced or what? Well, as you as you're aware, Ruth Simmons was was president back in 2012. She was president for a while there. By all accounts, she did a pretty good job. She's an African American, and they did a study. Um, on themselves, and as what you're alluding to is that um, it, the, the the university was built on on slave trade, and uh, they put out a 65 page uh, synopsis of it, and I think they feel like like they they've done their duty, and so yes, th- there's a lot of things that if you look to the nth degree, just like Rhode Island and Province Plantations, the Province Plantations has nothing to do with slavery, yet people tied it and it was, a, you don't know where it's going to change because, and I think it was 2010, uh, 65% of the population voted against changing the name and the last time we voted for it uh, by majority. So, but you know, how many you, of the votes were legal? Oh, I, that, 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 I, that I can't answer. Well, President Trump got 199,000 of them, so some of them were, were legal. But, yeah, it, it, it's only going to be an issue if um, they, they push on it. And what they're doing is they could be their own demise. They're raising and they're educating a lot of students. They're making, they're making them very liberal. And they could come back and say, hey, you know, I just uh, created the, the latest Facebook. I'm going to give you a billion dollars, but you've got to change the name. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, Duke University used to be Trinity College, and the Duke family, I forget the individual's first name, but they gave, uh, they gave the college $50 million to change the name from Trinity College to Duke University. So if somebody come ponies, ponies up a couple of billion dollars, maybe they'll change the name and, and use that as an excuse. And uh, I can't see it as status as nonprofit. They own majority of the uh, property in Providence. Am I right on that one? They don't own a majority. They own a lot that keeps it off the tax rolls, and and they certainly have in a pushed. prime area. Uh, yeah, if oh, they take oh. over area it becomes prime. Well, well, I want to make sure. So you said the majority. They don't own the majority of, of, of property, but they own a, enough to make a, a college a, hill. They, they make a difference. Yes, there's no oh, question. College hill. <laughs> he said it. Yep. Well, it's just that, and I was talking to someone, I love accents, and this person was from Ethiopia, I said, you speak English well, and we're back and forth, they came over, they came over, I think, in 2005, and uh, do they qualify for reparation too? When does the reparation area, if you prove you're a descendant, or... And you actually, your roots are from this country, or anyone that's of the, the um, I don't even know what race to call it anymore. Um, I want to do it respectfully, of course. Of course. The black, negroid race, uh, you know, uh, genetically dark color, qualify? I mean, I'm 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 part, I'm part of American Indian. You can take it to the nth degree. I think reparations, in any way, shape, or form, are, are just a bad idea. You're you've got a situation where people are doing terrible things, like trying to burn down a billion dollar courthouse in Portland. They're not being prosecuted for for their for their deeds. Yet you want to take individuals who had nothing to do with this and 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 punish them. It doesn't make any sense. It I think. Doesn't. I think, except for the most fringe leftist liberals, no, nobody wants this because where do you call it? Like I said, you, you've got a situation where the individual in, um, and I've got to get this right because this is the third time, and somebody uh, sent me an email and I made the same mistake again. The individual who set fire to the tree and the fox tree in New York City actually didn't get out on bail, which I said incorrectly twice. That person, uh, they waived bail. And that person with the wind right could have burned down another skyscraper and killed hundreds of people. So that individual is not really being held accountable for his, his action, yet we're trying to use reparations for things that we had nothing to do with hundreds of, years, hundreds of years ago. It never holds any water. And anybody who ever talks about that on any side, um, you know, conservative, liberal, moderate, they're, they're, I think they're crazy. And I don't know about you. I'm first generation in this country. We we came here. We had the, actually they 
wanted my grandfather to come here. He was a lumberjack with crews, and they came here to work on New York Thruway. Couldn't leave a wife and, uh, at the time, 10. They lost two children while he was gone, brought her here, and they, they worked hard. Um, they, the, my mother and the rest, they only went to the eighth grade. They couldn't afford to go any further. They, they went out to work, etc. but all of my cousins, except one, uh, he wanted to be a plumber like his dad, uh, all were educated. And it was, it was by living frugally, stressing the importance of education, and, and living a life where you had goals. And they were your goals. And you, you either set them high, set them low, but it was your responsibility. Yep, edu- edu- education is, is the great equalizer, and one of the most racist things is not to allow people to choose the schooling of their choice. If the parents want the child to get ahead and they're in inner city in Baltimore, and the, um, the, the uh, proficiency in math is like 2%, proficiency in English is like 3%, you want to give those parents choices and right. So, I, yeah... It, I, I think we're all in agreement. People who want reparations don't really understand it. They're, they're just throwing stuff out. It's the same thing for people who want to have student loans forgiven. It's $1.6 trillion. If you forgive that, they'll, nobody will ever be able to borrow again to go to college. And it's going to actually help out higher income people because those tend to be people who have student loans. So we always appreciate your call and uh, hopefully hear have from you again. Thank you. As I look at my 20-year-old cars... I can say, yes, they're old, but my kids and my grandkids' education will be for. Yes, Thank that, you. That's something I'll always okay. have. Thank you. Good morning, Roger. And Chris writes, our listener, thanks for speaking out more about uh, Durham indictments regarding Hillary Clinton uh, and her criminal activity. Not one word on it except for Fox and Newsmax. She always gets away with it. She deserved to be uh, kicked out to the curb and tossed into prison after Benghazi and her email shenanigans. We're out of time for today. Okay. Thank you. Why don't we do this again Thursday? All right. It's a a date. We're going to close the commercial with a close the program with a commercial. And that'll be for Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery. They're open. Opened at 8 o'clock this morning. And uh, we'd like you to stop in there for... uh, Cinnamon bread, available in the store daily, sliced and ready to serve. And also, you can't go wrong with freshly baked chocolate chip cookies, always available. And our royal icing cookies are available in store daily. Some cookies are in the shape of our John Deere tractor used on the farm. And our tiramisu goes great with a fresh cup of coffee for breakfast. Yeah, tiramisu doesn't have to be a nighttime dessert. It can be a great breakfast item too. Who are we? We're uh, Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery now featuring our own chai milk. Delicious new addition to our milk lineup. Enjoy it heated or froth or chilled made with our farm fresh milk and chai concentrate. Chai milk available for a limited time only right here at Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery. That's it for our show. Thank you again, Chris. See you tomorrow on the Upfront program with King Jace, who doesn't speak anything. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.